going on, everybody? We are live with episode 110 of SDGC. As always, I am one of your hosts, John, aka at Mr. Negative on Twitter. Uh, as you can see, we've got a uh, we got a smaller podcast tonight, guys. By the way, how, how do I sound? I don't want another debacle like we had last week. You sound you sound good. Do I sound good? Yep. You yep. sound like yourself. So awesome. Yeah. Well, I whether or not that's a good thing will be left for you guys to decide. Anyway, uh, as everybody can see, we've got a smaller podcast tonight. Um, I feel like the video is a little choppy, though. Is the video coming up choppy for you guys on the uh, on the Twitter page? Fine for me. Not for you? It's, it's, is it fine for you? Okay, good. That's all I care about. Um, so anyway, uh, Saturday night, we're going to make the probably make the podcast a little shorter tonight, uh, just because it is a Saturday night, and to be quite honest, as much as I love you guys, I really want to go back to playing God of War. Um, and, uh, and we wanted to get our God of War thoughts in now, because we're actually not going to be live next Thursday, because next Thursday, as Robert knows, and I'm sure Justin and Zach are aware, that's Infinity War night, bitches. And... Oh, yeah. I've got my tickets ready to go. I'm ready to roll. No podcast on Thursday night because nothing gets in between me and the Infinity Stones. So I'm very excited about that. But uh, before we get into the God of War talk, um, a couple of cool things. Uh, we have a guest, and I also want to first kind of say hi to Justin. Justin has been a member of uh, SDGC for, uh, what, about two months now, Justin, maybe? Yep, a month and a half. A month so. and a half. Um, Justin is co-host of Pause for Popcorn with Jeff. And this is his first actual time on the flagship podcast. So uh, we're just going to kick you out there into the open water and, and, and let you drown or let you swim, man. So <laughs> you'll be good, dude. You, you'll be fine. And I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. That's awesome, dude. And uh, and we have a guest, uh, Robert Workman, uh, my good friend Robert Workman. We met at PAX actually for the first time, Robert. Yep, we sure did. And um, um, once you uh, tell, tell, tell anybody who's listening uh, who you are, where they can find you, and a little bit about what you do. Yeah, um, I'm at twitter.com slash the DCD. Uh, I work over at comicbook.com on their video game website, Worldwide Gaming, also known as WWG. Uh, I'm a staff writer over there, along with the other members of my team, including Leanna Ruppert, who uh, you just met on Twitter a few minutes ago. Yeah, I actually just um, followed her. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. Um, also, I am a co-host of the ARG podcast, another retro gaming podcast over there on the RetroZap network at RetroZap.com. And we're going to have John on our show this Wednesday, fingers crossed, that we're going to oh, talk yeah. about perfect games. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. I will. So, we'll, we'll, we, speaking of perfect games, uh, we, we yeah. got to talk about exactly. oh, but i would also be i would be remiss if i did not also say uh, that zach is here down at the bottom right hand corner for me uh yeah. zach dude it's uh you're a um you're you're just always a, just a joy to have on man like, it's just oh, it's just well, a well, it's you. just a pleasure having you jay i would want to point out zach and i are actually going to do a cheese podcast yep no no bullshit before we go ahead and do god of war uh zach do you want to talk a little bit about our upcoming cheese cheese tasting yeah. podcast Yes. So what started as a joke uh, will be something that we're going to actually do. Uh, we're thinking about playing uh, Resident Evil 7 because it is the grossest game this gen. Uh, and we are going to be sampling different cheeses as we play uh, to kind of fit the mood. Uh, oh, so we're, we don't have a date locked down, but it's, it's going to be a weekend probably uh, the next <laughs> week or two. Would you say it's a precast? It, oh. yeah, yeah yeah we talked about doing god of war just for the gouda of war pun but uh oh thought, my god thought, zach let's be Breakcast is good Breakcast is very good Bre- you, you, you can is... have what can, what can i say i'm sharp yeah and uh we're gonna be we're gonna be tasting <laughs> we're gonna be tasting assorted cheeses and giving our thoughts on those as well as whatever game we're playing um it's gonna be fucking weird 
but you guys are just gonna have to roll with it so it's gonna be a really good time yeah uh, so anyway um uh, let's go ahead and get into this god of war talk um i am about oh god so like and so here's the deal with god of war right like it it just came out yesterday we're, we're going to avoid spoilers we are going to be talking about locations in the game that we have reached up to this point i don't think there's any spoilers here i don't think any of us is any further a whole lot further than anybody else i'm about 10 hours in i think um so uh but we will keep story spoilers to a minimum um and uh so yeah th- there should be no worries about that but um i want to open it up so just right off the bat we'll start with robert robert how far are you into uh, god of war now I'm about a couple hours in. I'm still working on a couple of things because I've also got a couple of games I'm reviewing. I'm not reviewing that one, so I'm kind of playing through it casually. But from what I experienced so far, I mean, it, it has set an interesting precedent for the stuff that's to come. Um, it's probably the most involving God of War game I've played yet because there's actually a lot of thought into this one. You don't mm-hmm. just go and rip guys in half like you did in the previous games. You, you don't just you know have an instant rage. There's a connection between uh, Kratos and his son, atreus which is really helpful so i mean just just to go into two hours alone it's really involving and and the whole single shot thing i've never seen a game that has a process like it never turns away it never goes to any cutscenes. it follows kratos and his son throughout their journey without breaking away once i mean the fact they could do that without you know any stutters to load times or anything like that it's a phenomenal feat yeah so i mean it's well structured and uh, uh justin how far are you in I've seen you raving um, about it in the DMs all day. I probably like fifteen or so hours in. I okay. basically, I basically have not really stopped all that much since last night. Um, I, I've, I think I'm a bit farther than like the other guys in the DMs and stuff, but I'm still very, very positive on it overall. And uh, Zach, Zach, how far have you gotten into a God of War? Um. I've got to be about 10 or 15 hours in. Uh, okay. I've, I've, I feel like I've made a lot of progress. It's hard to know. I've done a lot of side activity. Okay, so that's so. there's my first question right there, right? Like, So I'm about 10 hours in. I am in the second realm. I'll avoid... It begins with an A. If you guys have been there, you'll know where I'm at. Um, and so I, I'm guessing about 10 hours in. I have read about side quests and stuff. I have not encountered any yet. Um, so I, w- I was wondering, like, am I, am I missing them or... Oh, um... Yeah, like, um, there's, well, there's kind of like a hub area, um, mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, yeah, that's back before. in Midgard, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and that was kind of, that was something I actually wanted to talk on, uh, talk on, because, like, the side stuff is really surprisingly involved and kind of brilliant. Like, I was going around, and it, like, it specifies whether it's, like, a hidden area or just, like, area discovered um, and stuff when you find it. But, like, I was just exploring that hub area for, like, four or five hours yesterday okay so okay so 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 those are the side quests because i was thinking like npcs giving you side quests and stuff there are a couple as you go along um but there's that too like um but like i remember there was one area um i went to that was just a hidden area and we walked into it and you know i expected it to be like maybe a couple rooms and you know a couple chests something like that (laughs) it was a whole level (laughs) um it was a whole level that had um its own boss fight that was different from anything i had fought up to that point and it had some really cool um moments with kratos and atreus um as well as some neat lore for the area and stuff too like no it's there's some involved side stuff 
So, so speaking of, of, of involving stuff, let's start off with combat. Um, because the combat is all at once both familiar and different than previous God of War games. You know, you've got that very visceral, meaty, you know, impactful, you know, lots of gore flying around. Even though that's been dialed down a little bit, I think, compared to previous uh, previous God of War games. But also, um, you know, that over-the-shoulder third-person view, you're using R1 and R2 as your attack buttons. That, that, that's I'm using the default. I don't know about you guys. Um but uh, and again, I want to throw it back to uh, I want to throw it back to Robert. Um, Robert, you've played all the previous God of War games, right? Or at least the major entries yeah. in the series. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I played through all. Did you find yourself falling into the trap that I did for the first hour, where you kept wanting to hit square to attack, and and, and you're not, and Atreus keeps firing his arrows? So like, God damn it, I can't fucking get used to this. Like, yeah, I, I it did take a little bit of getting used to with the um, attack buttons on the shoulders or the right shoulder buttons. But I'll, I'll tell you this: I mean, the combat system is very well done because you can put together different combos, you can unlock different things with your skill set, and I love the Leviathan axe. I mean, it's oh, definitely it's got so a meal. It's got a Mjolnir thing going on. You know, you can, like, haul it back and everything, but it's mm-hmm. a lot more badass than... And it actually exists, unlike Mjolnir. Uh, so um, it's it's a pretty sweet combat system. Um, it's not as visceral as earlier God of War games, but it's still very violent and very brutal, and I enjoy that. So I actually want to I want to kick it over to Zach. You, you, when you talk about the Leviathan Axe and throwing it, Zach, um, Zach, what was your experience with the Leviathan Axe for the maybe like the, like like when you first started playing the game? I'd love you and to I'm, talk about this. I'm I'm still doing it. Uh, the fun, <laughs> I mean, the Leviathan Axe, like you were saying, is is really fun to use. Uh, but like, I also use it in ways that like aren't to the gameplay benefit. Uh, like like I'll just be wandering around in an environment, and there will be like a vista or a cliff, and I'm like, well, gonna throw this off the cliff now and, and pull I... it back. Uh, yeah, and then you do it again, and then you do it, like so. What I have found myself do, doing is I will just I will throw it at the beginning of a level, like like I'll I'll kill you know, like you know after I've killed all the enemies, I will throw it down at the beginning of the level, and I'll run all the way to the end of the level just just because because I'm thinking to myself like okay at some point the game has to call it back right like at some point the game is going to force the axe to come back to me, but I have made it across entire stages in the game I, like and that fucking axe stays where it's at. And it, it, it is so cool just calling it back from, like, what feels like this huge distance a- across an entire level. And you can hear it. I love that you can hear it clanging against stuff as it's coming back to you. It's not just this thing, where this phantom thing, where it passes through a pillar and it passes through a wall. It comes back to you and it's, you, you can hear it like, clung, 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 coming back to you. And it's just so, it adds a feeling of weight to the weapon itself. And then you got that really like just visceral smack when it you know hits kratos's hand yeah it's a really satisfying yeah, yeah. I, I think the coolest thing is when you kind of throw it at one enemy and then when you recall it back it goes through another enemy mm-hmm. if they're standing mm-hmm. around yep, yep. I, and, yeah. I i and so i did not know that was in the game and so i was so pleasantly surprised when the first time i and, and i gotta tell you so like <laughs> i fired up the game and I fought the first boss, you know, which is the stranger. I don't think it's a spoiler at this point. I mean, most people playing the game have probably made it the first boss, not very far in the game. Um, and uh, clearly, and you know, I was like, okay, this is clearly a Norse god. Like, you know, I am fighting a Norse god because this is like a superhero battle. And when you start knocking each other through trees and boulders and caverns split open in the ground, like... I had a smile on my face, the likes of which I have not had. A game has not made me smile like this in a very long time. And I was just like, 
I and I couldn't help it either. Like I just noticed I had this huge shit-eating grin on my face. And you know, there's like you know a couple stages of the boss fight, and then it ends. And I was just like, I put my controller down, and I was like, whew. I was like, oh man. And I ran upstairs, and I <laughs> ran upstairs, and Vicky's sitting up there, and she's just, and I was like, honey, you're not gonna fucking believe this unbelievable. <laughs> fight i just had with the norse god it was like fighting oh man it was like watching a marvel movie it was insane you gotta come see this she's like i don't care (laughs) and i was like i was like how can you not care about this but um uh justin so um i want to ask you what is your what is your history with previous god war games i've played all of them you you played all i'm i'm a big big fan of the series and zach you have not played any of them correct uh so yeah i played a little bit of one like maybe a couple hours and then a little bit of three and, and kind of bounced off both okay so then let me post this to the whole group then um and i had this thought today i was i just i pulled up a video of god of war 3 you know the remastered version on ps4 and i was watching it so i wanted to really i had spent a while since i played it and i wanted to really kind of appreciate the the differences in the game even more and i thought to myself i can never go back and play any of the old god of war games now like I just, I just, I just don't think I can. I think that, I think this has made them obsolete in a way that I wasn't expecting. Um, and I love, I love all those old, like you know, despite the problems with Kratos as a character, I love, I, I love, I love those old games for these, you know, the spectacle and the set pieces. And I just have absolutely no desire to go back and play them ever again now. Um, I mean, that's kind of been like the big thing, and that's kind of one thing that's been really interesting about this specific God of War game is because I am a big fan of the old games. Um, but like, especially after three um, and really after Ascension, it was like, all right, we, this series needs a change up if it's going to continue at all. Because I mean, the idea of just, you know, God of War in general, like not even just with Kratos, just, you know, fighting mythological creatures and gods and stuff is perfect for a video game. You can, and there's so much stuff you can pull from. Um, and so there's like a bunch of things that I've, you know, thought of. I'm like, oh, it'd be cool if there was a game that, you know, it was kind of like God of War, but did, you know, this, like had more exploration and side stuff or had more, um, you know, different kinds of weapons or yeah. had more character customization and stuff. And it's like, and, you know, I always thought it would be something inspired by God of War that would do some of these things. I never expected it to actually be a God of War game that did all of them at once and more stuff that I wouldn't have expected, like the character customization um, and abilities for both um, Kratos and Atreus and stuff. Was I not was not I was aware expecting. you would be able to actually equip Atreus with different armor. And uh, so yeah. that completely blindsided me. I was like, oh man, that is so fucking cool. And and he plays a far greater role in combat than I was expecting to be perfectly He's honest really fun. He, um, yeah. like, he, like they integrate atreus into the combat and the puzzles and everything um so he's way you're way more involved with interacting with him directly as a player um than say like ellie from last of us whereas you know so you know she was a great character um but you know occasionally she would help out yeah um occasionally she, she would help out in combat but usually she would just kind of go off on her own um and then every now and then you get a prompt where you could talk to her um whereas like atreus is constantly involved with the player um as well as kratos which is really cool so so let me ask you guys this and i will um i will throw it over to robert first uh i am like i am so glad like the the ai for atreus actually seems really good 
Um, I, I was afraid he would fall into that kind of whiny tag along kid uh, trope that a lot of games seem to find themselves in. But uh, Atreus himself is a far more nuanced character than I would have originally anticipated. And Robert, when you first found out that you were going to have basically a Last of Us situation where you hit a child in tow the entire the entire game, did that turn you off at first before you actually played it, or is or is that something that actually interested you? Like like what were you? I, I think when I saw the preview footage, I knew this wasn't just going to be another escort mission. I mean, he does go with you everywhere you go pretty much and it's kind of interesting like when you try to start climbing up a wall or going on a ledge he just magically appears and jumps on your back that is one of the old thing I, I couldn't help but notice but it, i mean it's great to see that you know there are times in which you'll guide his arrow when you're hunting or you know when when he lends a hand with combat especially with like some enemies like the blue ones that aren't affected by your axe yeah the because white walkers that's what i call them i call i just call them the, yeah, white, the white walkers one. yeah sure why not game of thrones why not um <laughs> So, I mean, he plays a great secondary role, and the fact that you can call upon his arrows, that he's able to help out like that, is really something. Um, and it kind of makes me think, like, what would have happened if this had been a co-op game down the road? But, you Ooh, know, the way yeah. it stands now, the way it stands now, it's really great experience, and he actually lends a hand better than most secondary characters I've seen in a game like this. So, mm-hmm. I'm definitely all for it. Zach, what about you, man? Because um, I know that this is, uh, this is generally not a style of game that you play. Um, um, I mean, that's, it's a mixed bag, right? Like I, I'm really into, I mean, I, I play on all platforms, but my PlayStation is pretty much a uh, exclusive machine for me. And so like, this is kind of in the vein because this is the type of games Sony's making, right? These, these cinematic third person over the shoulder games. And so like, it, it is in that sense, but I mean, Atreus is probably my favorite, uh, kind of companion character, um, that I can think of off the top of my head, uh, combat is less interesting to me he's basically a drone for me where you can kind of just uh spam his attack button when you need it and i but i mean that's that's good uh but i think what makes him really stand out to me is is like your the dialogue is Mm -hmm. so much stronger than i anticipated um i when i hear the 10 year old in the game like yeah well like i when i hear there's gonna be a 10 year old side character i i worry he's gonna whine and atreus yeah. does whine he does but but it's like but it, but but it's realistic and it's written well right right well and, and i often found it i it, it makes me feel uh it makes me feel pretty young but I, I there are times in the game where i identify more with atreus than i can with kratos uh in these moments where like uh he almost like kratos has a plan as you're playing, but he wants uh, a trace to figure out as they go. And so his guessing uh, almost acts as the way the audience is thinking. Like, what? okay, what What am I moving towards here? Because Kratos clearly has written to know what you're doing, but as a player, I don't. And so it's like this really interesting perspective to have uh, with, with him. I, I like Atreus a lot. Well, that's a actually lot that's There's... actually that's actually appropriate, uh, Zach, because on this podcast you're kind of like Atreus, and I'm kind of like Kratos. You know, you're like, oh wow, you're like John, John. I want to talk about this, and I'm like, you must think. Do not simply talk about Xbox. Mm. You know, like yeah, that's there we go. it's sure. it's really real. It's sure. a really sim- similar relationship. Great, <laughs> There's, great. There's even thank some you. Cool- cool moments as you get farther and farther in where like some of the dialogue between kratos and atreus is almost like atreus throwing you know some of the criticisms that have been thrown at kratos as a character over the years right back at him um and it's really really cool stuff and it's surprisingly some like it's surprisingly subversive for a god of war game but it also doesn't feel disjointed from the narrative and forced in there 
It's some. It's really good stuff. The yeah. the, the only pro- like there are like small little things that have stood out to me as far as the writing goes. Like I so like I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but there's a moment early in the game where um where uh, Kratos is confused about where to go, and he's like, "Where do we go?" And uh, or you like and uh, it, you know, Trace is like, "This way, duh." And I feel like I was I was like I feel like "duh" is a term that a child in ancient you know in, in ancient Norse mythology shouldn't know. Um, and, and that kind of like that, I don't know, like for a split second, that kind of, it wasn't a big deal, but that kind of like took me out of it for a minute. I was like, that, that was almost like a tray saying, dude, we're supposed, we're supposed to go this way. Yeah. And, you have to, you kind of have to put that stuff behind you. Like there, I mean, like I agree. Like, it's a valid, it's a, yeah. Like it's a, it's a valid criticism, but there is, this isn't a spoiler. There is a point where he uses the word retrograde. What? Which really? Is like, yeah, he uses the word <laughs> retrograde at a certain point. And, like, there are no more context than that. But, like, the word retrograde is even, like, sillier than, than duh. But, yeah, no. I mean, like, it works, but you're right, right? Like, he is written to be, like, a 2018 10-year-old and, and maybe not some ancient, you know, Norse thing. Yeah, I f- and I feel like that, you know, again, like, I don't I don't think it takes anything away from the game. But, but there are those moments in the writing where I'm like, okay, this was very clearly written by, you know, like, like without, without actually giving... In, you know all the thought to the actual setting because kratos talks like an old wizened warrior right he talks like you would expect he's like you know oh, i'm old and wise you know and i've been through so many battles in my time and uh and then you know you've got this kid who's like uh dad and he's calling him dad you know like he calls him dad a couple of times and i'm like i don't feel like that's something that a kid living during the time of the vikings would call his father but you know i i, I don't know maybe I, I might just be nitpicking at this point um but as far as that, but uh, you know, as long as we're talking about writing, I, I'd like to I'd like to just go ahead and mention or or bring up the fact that Kratos himself is, from a narrative standpoint, almost unrecognizable from his previous iterations. And I wanted to throw that at Robert um, because I mean, you know, like one, I mean, I, and I feel like the game really for the first thirty minutes beats you over the head with this is not the Kratos you grew up with. You know, the stranger comes up to his door and he's smacking him around, you know, and, and Kratos is just like, I need you to leave, you know, like before I lose my temper, I just want you to you know, leave. I, I can't help but think there's some reflections to Logan. I, I can't help but think, you know, because when That's we're introduced an to comparison. this, to, to, when we're compared to this hero, we're so used to him tearing people apart and doing this stuff. We're, we're not used to him showing his age or having a gigantic beard or anything. We're used to him you know, being this bold, heroic, uh, going to kill Zeus uh, sort of guy. And this guy just, he, he's battle-worn, you know, and you can see that. And by the same token, he's also watching out for a young charge that he's kind of worried about, you know. But the same token, he needs to make sure the young charge knows what they're doing. So there are a lot of comparisons to Logan there in that regard. Uh, and, you know, you got people knocking the, you got like monsters everywhere. And the two of them are on this hectic journey trying to survive. Well, it, I, I, it's interesting because the actual impetus for Kratos' journey, like, you know, in the in the original God of War, you know, and I'm talking going, going all the way back to the first game, his he, he wanted to kill uh, Ares because of, you know, Ares tricked him into killing his family. And then mm-hmm. uh, after Zeus betrayed him in God of War 2, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to kill all the gods. All the gods are dying. And that's exactly what he did at the end of God of War 3. And then he left. Um, but in this one, he's not out to kill deities. I, I get the impression, and I haven't gotten far enough yet. Maybe they'll tell you. I get the impression he has been where he is for many, 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 many years because he is a god, right? So I, I get the impression he's been there for a very long time. 
He's not out to kill any gods. He's not out actively looking for a pantheon of deities to fight. He's just trying to bring his wife's ashes to the top of a mountain. That's it. And and he he doesn't want to. He even seems he he even seems reluctant to kill, which is you know like it. it, it to, I don't know about that. Well, one. well, well, well he's like pretty me eager to kill. Well, maybe I mean, not. Maybe not reluctant to kill. Reluctant to fight. He he comes off is he. Like, because, you know, when the stranger came to his door, he was like, leave. I, we don't need to do this. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I can't help but think there's also some discomfort there. Because, I mean, like, he, the, the early beginnings when he's trying to connect with Atreus with, by, by putting his hand up like he's going to touch his kid, then he pulls it away at the last second. Like, yeah. I, I can't help but think maybe something has worn on him and he's just trying to find a way to reconnect, but he's still not sure how. Because if you take a look at previous God of War games, he, he doesn't really connect with any. Like, the closest comes to connection is sex with the ladies, and we don't even see that. We just get the banging on the table that you control. <laughs> there, there, yeah. was, there was Pandora in, um, Pandora uh, yeah. in God of War 3. Pan- yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, Chains of Olympus and Ghosts of Sparta also had, um, like, in Chains of Olympus, he meets, uh, like, the spirit of Calliope, his daughter that had passed away, and Ghosts of Sparta, his brother. Um, and those games kind of get forgotten a lot. Um, the two PSP ones in particular, which is um, a shame because they're fucking amazing. They're yeah, great and games. I think they have some of the strongest stories. And like, I feel like the characterization of Kratos is kind of based off of those games more than the other ones. Um, because they kind of establish that Kratos has always had like a soft spot for kids. Um, and that kind of comes into three a little bit with um with pandora yeah he never really yells um, at pandora he's like oh my child it's good that you're not afraid you um, know, like, yeah. and, and stuff like that so um there are there were elements that just weren't told too well um you know in the characterization of kratos that i always thought were interesting that they didn't explore very much and it seems like they've really taken a look at the whole series like not just like the trilogy but um and really fleshed out those aspects of Kratos, which I really like. Um, well, there was there there was a line, and, and you know, like and I tweeted about this last night. Like there was a line that really hit home with me um, when I got a few hours into the game, where you know um, Atreus says, you know, so you're familiar with war? Like you know, he's like you're you're familiar with war, and and he he asks if he's ever killed it. You know, have you ever killed anybody in war? And he says, you know, I've killed many people. He says some some were deserving of it, and some were not. You know. And, um, and, and I was like, man, like that, you know, that combined, cause you, know, cause you know, I've been to war and you know, shit happens in a war. And, uh, when you combine that with the fact that, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life and Kratos himself, um, is trying to, is trying to raise his son to, to not be, to, to not make the same mistakes he did and to raise him to be a different sort of person. You know, Corey Barlog really just hit a home run with this one and i can i can sense that there is a lot of cory barlog's personal growth as a as a father baked into the character of kratos that we see in in this new iteration of god of war and he did what i thought was impossible and he made me he made me relate to kratos like and i i found myself you know thinking that the other night and i was like fuck here we are in 2018 and i am relating to Kratos, like Kratos from God of War, I relate to him and I empathize with him, and that is not something I fucking ever thought I would say. Man, John, you're you're just at that age where you can get away with it. Like I was playing it earlier, and uh, 
my, my girlfriend Madison was sitting next to me, and I, I had the speakers loud, and he's talking to the kid, and he just, like, kind of shrugs off this kid's suggestion, and my girlfriend literally said, oh, he's such a dick. And I was like, yep, pretty much. <laughs> that's true. That, that's nothing compared to before. Like, now he'll actually pay merchants and talk to them instead of just slamming people's heads into walls or setting them on fire. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> there is there is a there is a point in God of War 3, Zach, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure you didn't get this far, where you go to Poseidon's Temple... Oh God! Oh yeah, Poseidon's Temple. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know exactly what I'm going to say. Yeah. When you go to Poseidon's Temple and you need to have this door opened, right? So you find this like nude slave girl that is being kept as like Poseidon's, you know, you know, sex puppet, and she's like, and you're dragging her all over the place. She's like, ah, let go of me, you know, and you're dragging her all over the level, and then you have, and then you use her to prop open a gear, to 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 open a door, and then you go through the door, and the gear drops, and you just hear her scream, and you hear like. Pfft, like the wet splat and i was like wow wow i literally just killed an innocent girl that i rescued from poseidon's harem and then used her as a doorstop yeah well i mean she's scared when kratos shows up like she knows she's not getting saved oh yeah yeah that sounds bad i'm glad i didn't play those because i probably would not be happy coming out of this i'm glad I, I, i really i really like those games that one is the one that has always settled me. Like that one specific moment, and there's a trophy I, for it. I, I love, yeah, <laughs> well, and I love how I mentioned Poseidon's Temple in God of War three, and Justin is like, "Oh God, like here we go." Like, like, like the all the other things like seem kind of contextualized in the way of. That's also one thing I wanted to bring up um, is that you know story wise and presentation wise, I think this one also matches up really well more with like Norse mythology and like yeah. these kind of single warrior stories. Whereas, um, you know, Greek mythology is more larger than life, God stories um, and stuff like that. But like that one moment, it was the one that just felt weird to me the whole time. Well, and well the, you have to, I mean, Robert, go ahead. Kratos is the exact, well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no please, like, please, please. Kratos is this guy. He really, there are some deaths that don't get to him and there's some that really, I mean, like I'm still trying to fathom how he was able to have a family after everything that went down in the original God of War when he slaughtered his old family, you know? So I, I'm sitting there just trying to contemplate things, but we are looking at Kratos turning a corner. And I think he's come to the realization of all the deaths he's caused because he, he's still powerful and all that, but he's not godly. He's not as godly as he, he can't go flying at a gigantic, yeah. um, metallic statue like in god of war 2 and tearing it to the ground anymore i mean you can still keep up in a good fight we've seen a lot of them in this game but there's just something about him that seems battle like yeah at any given moment i'll be over there's one point where he says a line that i have a feeling is going to come come up uh, again where he like atreus is one of i think it's a response to one of the lore things um, and Atreus is like, well, what what about the good gods? And Kratos is just like, there are there are no good, good gods. gods. <laughs> yeah, I just heard that line myself. Um, and like, I'm pretty sure he's including himself in that. And the fact that he's hiding his past as a god and everything. Well, and 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 like, so, but I mean, you really can't blame him for saying that based on his past experiences, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like, like Ares, and that's the thing is, like, you know, people say, oh, Kratos was always this horrible character, but you know, like. He was tricked into slaughtering his family. Like, he didn't realize what he was doing. Um, Ares tricked him, and I feel like that kind of, like, that drove him down such a singular path of vengeance that, at that point, he didn't care what happened to anybody, right? Like, even himself, you know, he 
he was he was on this singular one-minded path towards killing all the gods and anybody who got in his way they were going to pay the price but he didn't go out of his way to to slaughter anybody who wasn't in his path except for that one poor slave girl in Poseidon's <laughs> temple um but uh, that that as Justin very accurately said there is actually a trophy for I was like oh my lord um but uh so like I'll throw it to the group right um narratively you know since we're on the, you know you know you know we're talking about story we're talking about writing narratively this is so far one of the most powerfully written games I have played in years and it's it's and it's not even so much the story beats like the main story beats as it is just kratos and his son in this boat and these conversations that these two have are just i mean like really you can you can hear in kratos's tone and i think it's christopher judge who does the voice acting for kratos and man he just fucking knocks it out of the park you can hear the performance is really good oh my god yeah, you it's way different from the previous kratos too it's a completely different guy he's not yeah 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 because it, it was tc carson who did T. C. carson before. yeah kratos mm-hmm. and by the way if you didn't tc carson was the guy from um living single by the way uh mm-hmm. yeah he, he was in yeah he was in living single um but uh zach's like i have no fucking idea what you're talking about <laughs> you're fine um but uh <laughs> But yeah, so like you can hear in Kratos's voice his desire, like he wants, he wants to tell his son how he really feels, but he just he can't bring himself to do it, right? Because he, in his mind, want he he wants to raise his son to be strong. He wants his son to be able to survive, but at the same time, like you can really you can feel the conflict and the duality, uh, you know, within Kratos through Christopher Judge's performance. And I would be stunned if at the Game Awards, you know, later this year. He is not nominated for some kind of voice acting award because oh, definitely. I, I, he just he will be. he's just fucking killing it, right? Like, and so so I wanted to, I wanted to ask you guys, and I'll throw it out to I'll throw it out to all of you. Like, there's been a lot of you know all of the re- by, by the way the reviews. I mean, I think it's like what a 95 on Metacritic, 94, yeah. 95, mm-hmm. yeah, 95. 95. Okay, so it's a 95. It is the highest it is tied with the highest rated PS4 exclusive with uh, the Last of Us remastered. Um a lot of people have been saying this is not just game of the generation stuff or not not just game of the year stuff not just game of the generation stuff this is one of the greatest games of all time stuff and i know that nobody here's finished it and it's a bit hyperbolic to talk about that when you're 10 15 hours into what i have heard is can be up to a 60 hour game if you do everything uh, one guy in kotaku said i did everything and i played the game for 60 hours um but do do you feel like do you feel like, I mean, I don't know, where are you guys trending on that? I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll leave um, it there. I, I can definitely see the vibe that they're going for, because there has not been a game made like this. I mean, number one, it redefines a character as we know him, but it redefines him in such a stellar way. It, this isn't like Duke Nukem Forever, where they take him and he's a complete asshole. No, uh, I'm this sorry. is something where <laughs> Robert, I don't mean to cut but, you off, but now you've got me... I just had this mental picture of them doing the same thing to Duke Nukem that they've done to Kratos in this oh game. He's like, God. I would love that. <laughs> well, Brandy, Storm kind of kind of validated him, but I want yeah. a full. Duke I'm, Nukem sorry Nukem all those, I'm sorry for Randy all those. I'm sorry for all those. Randy Pitchfork hears it. And he's like, I like the idea. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry for all those. Duke Nukem I remember just like him, like paying up for every sexual harassment lawsuit. I just like now like, I've got this. I've got this image of Duke Nukem I'm sorry, sitting. I killed those strippers. I, I, I I've got this image of Duke Nukem sitting in his, sitting in his like armchair now, like with a big long beard. He's 
he's leaning forward. And he's like, I remember when I saw those boobies on the wall. I, I shouldn't have slapped them as hard as I did. Oh, uh, you know, like I, I shouldn't have thrown that poop all over the place in level one of Duke Nukem 3D. Um, but okay, I, so anyway, back back to what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, oh, this is probably a sequel that's redefined the character more than any given sequel we've seen. Mm. Even like Super Mario Odyssey, we, we take Mario into an all new world, but he's still yeah. Mario. Not much has changed there. Kratos, he's battle worn. He's wary of what. You know, trying to figure out what to do with his family. He's trying to figure out why all these enemies are coming from. There, there's a lot more emo- emotional depth here. We didn't even get that in Uncharted. I mean, we see Nolan North's character grow up, but he, you know, he's still a treasure hunter. He's still, he's still daring. You know, and he's a little bit more comfortable because he's married. But that's really about it. Kratos here is almost a completely different character, but they redefined him so well that, I mean, like he was saying earlier, we can't go back to the earlier games without thinking, how is this going to affect us? You know, so there's that. And then, like I said, the whole one-shot system, it's revolutionary. I mean, there's no loading time. Everything's done in real time. And and I can't imagine how strenuous the motion capture process was to get it all done in one shot. That had to be amazing. So, I mean, like, you've got the production values. You've got Bear McCrary's amazing soundtrack, which isn't huge. But it's so good. It's a great – it's great in its own right. I mean, it's not booming like God of War and God of War 2, but it's so good for what it does. And the gameplay, I mean, the fact that they still made the gameplay brutal and exciting while at the same time changing things up. I mean, you know, like like John said, there's a certain level of adjustment you have to make if you're used to pounding like these buttons on the face pad instead of hitting the shoulder buttons. But once you get used to it, it's a fantastic combat system. And it doesn't get old because you can like upgrade in a number of ways yourself and Atreus. You actually have to play defensively in this one. Like you really do. Yeah. I mean, in God of War and in the first three games in Ascension and the ones on PSP. You could just go in there and flail the blades of chaos around, and 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 you're good. But in this one, you have to dodge, you have to block, you have to parry. Um, you're dead. Yeah, and it's difficult. Yeah. Like I don't know what difficulty you guys are playing on. I'm playing on normal, and I've died several times. Like it is not an easy game. Oh yeah, well that's why they have difficulty settings. That's why some people go with "Give me an adventure" instead of "Give me God of War" because God of War is brutal. From what I, I tried, it, it's nuts. I've heard that difficulty is awful. I um. <laughs> Gabe it's actually awful. It's just tough as hell. Gabe, uh, who is also he's our IT guy. He uh, he he started off on on give me God of War difficulty, and about three or four hours in, he had to start the game over because you can't when you when you do that difficulty, you can't change it. And mm-hmm. he was he was like, this is too much. He was like, I can't do this, and so he had to start all the way over. Um, but uh, it's the other difficulties you can change it at any time, but I guess that one locks you. That's what that one that one locks you there. Yeah. And and I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but there is no trophy for beating this game on any set difficulty. Um, good. which I think is good. <laughs> I don't really like. Nice. I I don't like it when trophies. I don't like it when trophies are locked behind insane difficulties. Like like Wolfenstein Two is a great example, right? Like Mein Leben. Oh difficulty. yeah, never. Yeah, <laughs> never not even mil- hovering over that. Difficulty. Not in a million years. Um, um, so I can appreciate that God of War does this. Um, but you know, Robert Big brings up a great point about the combat. Like the the combat is, you have to think and play defensively and strategically. You have to be aware of what's behind you. Um, it's not like God of War where it's a panoramic view and the, and you have no control over the camera and it's this giant it's this giant set piece. You know, like when you're climbing on the back of a Titan, you have to be aware and you have to look at those indicators that are on Kratos and to to see when an attack is coming behind you. I don't want to say. Look, it's you guys know my me and Dark Souls. It's cliche to say it's the Dark Souls of God of War combat, but in in a way, even down to the button mapping on a controller, I find myself thinking this is kind of like 
they did kind of dark souls it up a little bit um it's you you have to play defensively you cannot just go on the offense like you did in in in, in god of war and um and yeah, so I like I, I guess I'll, I'll throw it at Zach, right? Uh, because Zach, you don't really have a whole lot of experience with the previous God of War games. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I so I played. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not very uh, I'm not incredible at the the, the From Software games. Uh, but I would say outside of the controls, I don't think it's that similar to to Dark Souls. I mean, you have to be careful. Um, one of the cool things this game does is it's not as complicated as something like Fallout or uh, The Witcher with. Uh, enemies kind of being like over leveled but there is a there's a system where the health bar changes depending on how difficult they are yeah and so like uh if you face green enemies you can you can pretty much sprint in and, and don't even have to think about it but um orange and then of course purple but they like there are some purple enemies where i've been one shot i found a purple yep. enemy inside of like a dark portal and uh, robert i don't know if you have found any of these guys yet but <laughs> yeah getting there getting there but a- like a- I- wreck you one shot i got one shot and i was like okay well that's that so i and then, will that's not, not a, that's not that a story again. that's not a story spoiler they're just like littered around like it's just like, yeah. like a you chest. explore you can find yeah. really high level enemies protecting chests like, and stuff yeah speaking yeah. of things being littered around i by the way i just want to i just want to i want to throw it out there i love the heavy rpg elements that have been added to the game like i I love numbers and I love skill trees. I, I'm, you know, some people don't. I, I do, um, and so this is my bullshit. Like I, I fucking love this. I love, I love the fact that you can equip items and and gear and armor on Kratos, and it will change his appearance. It will change. I, I just, I, I love the fact. I mean, they really like. He's got I, stats now. Like he's got. He's got actual that... stats, and like I, I've got to say, this is the biggest, most excuse me um this is the biggest most in-depth reimagining of a franchise i think i have ever heard of um i mean it is a complete i mean it's god of war in name and it's got the characters it's a continuation of god of war 3 but in everything else it is a completely different game completely different i cannot if you guys can think of another franchise that has reinvented everything that franchise has done up to this point i mean i'd love to hear it because i can't come up with anything you know, the closest thing i could think of is metroid prime because it mm. took a very That's familiar probably the closest. Universe. yeah yeah it took a very familiar universe turned it on its head and created a completely different experience but one that continued to be compelling and in a way kind of opened a new door for the character so, you know, I mean, now, like, everybody's excited about Metroid Prime 4. There, there's a reason for that, you know? I, I am. Um, yeah. You know, I love when studios take risks like this. And yeah. Well, they had to, right? They had their last <laughs> game canceled. They, they, they had yeah. to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, from, what, from what I heard, God of War 4 almost didn't get made. Mm-hmm. They like, didn't want to greenlight it. Like, they, 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 <laughs> they originally... I think what it was, Corey... Corey had to like walk them through the whole process mm-hmm. and explain what he was doing, and they didn't want to do the whole one shot thing. But he eventually convinced them that this was going to be something unlike anything ever, anybody's ever done, and they decided to roll with it. And you know, ever since their debut of the original trailer, what was it, a couple of years ago at yeah. E3, yeah. it's been really building up steam. And now that we've got the game in our hands, they can see that these risks pay off so now you know they'll probably listen to more studios be like okay we have a new idea if we bring back 
uh, say, if we relaunch Last of Us, or, or you know, they, they're, not that it's going to relaunch Last of Us, but they're going to be a more open experimentation and trying new ideas, provided they're built upon a solid base. Well, and that's the yeah. thing. The, 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 Zach, go ahead. Well, all I was going to say is, is like, um, I didn't quite tap into tap into the discussion earlier when we were talking about like, you know, best game of all time. I wouldn't go there, but I'm a harder I'm harder than a lot of people are with with like these kind of anecdotes. But what you're saying right there with The Last of Us, this is I'm more interested in The Last of Us as an IP, and so like this game will be huge. Like this game is a product of a lot of influence in the genre, and I think it's going to also influence a lot of games. Like this I makes agree. me excited for. I mean, the next Tomb Raider is coming out in six months, and so we're not going to see it in there. But uh, you know, things like the next Last of Us project, uh, like this, this will be probably the most influential game this this gen probably i would agree well with you. i mean what there is one other thing and it's that god of war may be too good because now a lot of people have it on this this high shelf right yeah, yeah. be like oh xbox will never make anything on this level and then all of a sudden we've all forgotten about super mario odyssey because of god of war apparently. yeah or breath of the wild yeah 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 i know I've so i mean of- it, we Here's the thing. Now we have a new bar for everybody to reach at, but that doesn't mean God of War is be-all, end-all. Yeah, yeah, pick up a PlayStation 4. Yeah, enjoy God of War, but mm-hmm. let's not forget Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out this October, and the last dude, the last game those guys made, it sold 90 million fucking copies. Yeah, and, and, so, it's, yeah. and it's going to do the same thing. It's going to do the same thing. Not to mention, Insomniac Games is doing amazing stuff with Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, they're going to so redefine the superhero adventure scene, too. I mean... God of War has really set this great standard for 2018, but it's not everything. 2018. Well, that's that's the crazy but, thing, guys. Is like 2017 was an amazing year for games, and I'm on record as saying it's one of the most amazing years for games ever. 2018 yep. is looking fucking lit, boys. Like, I don't, holy shit, what a fucking great time to be a gamer. Like, god damn. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just saying, God of War is so phenomenal that it's really going to set a pace, but it shouldn't be everything for this year. I right. mean, well, it's we've got, got flaws, a lot of great right? games coming. Yeah, yeah. it does but, have flaws. So actually, oh, you know what, yeah. Zach, that's great. Let's talk about the flaws because I don't... Sure, and again, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it as, as light as possible because like, some of my stuff has to do with, with, with some story stuff. But like keeping it as vague as possible, I think that we've I've got a lot of praise for the dialogue and the relationship between uh, Atreus and, and Kratos, but I... I think the overall story beat is weak. Uh, I, 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 I mean, I've whined about this in our DM, but I, I think that the story beat of, like, mom's dead, go scatter her ashes on a high mountain is weak. And I think that, like, like she she exists for them to go on an adventure and for those two characters to bond and, and to evolve. She exists, uh, she, she exists as a plot device. Yes. And, like, I think that's a trope, but also, like, it's a trope in Norse mythology or, or just, like, any mythology, right? So, like... You can kind of get away with it and fudge it, and I think that's weak. But, like, I'm having a lot of fun. So much fun that I forget that I'm carrying a dead woman's ashes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like well, I mean, he's a... literally wearing a two dead women's ashes on yeah. his skin. Yeah. 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 Right. So he's so just going like... to a bunch of dead people with him. That's all. <laughs> yeah, just... like, so... So like there's some there's some weird stuff and like and then this is another vague thing is like just throughout the world there's chests and some of the chests uh, are callbacks to the old game where he struggles to lift it up which is funny because he's a really strong man but there's this other thing where like the game wants to say things about Kratos's anger and his masculinity and and how uh, they want you to believe that he's evolved but there are these other chests in the game world where he just punches them punches to through open them, them which is right. down through them. Which, which I mean, even like, in the earlier games, he had to struggle to open the chest. There, it's blah. 
Right, well, but, like, totally, right? Like, he's supposed to be more mature, more in control of his anger, less hyper-toxic masculine, and he still just, like, punches the shit out of a chest. I'm not gonna lie, it, though. Like, like, the first I, time I he did that, I was like, that's cool. It's satisfying. It is. But totally I have a lot to say about um, that, but I won't, I won't get into it, because it ties yeah. into some other story beats and stuff. Sure. I think there's two things with me. One's not even involving the game directly, it's just something around it. The first thing, like I said... Whenever you go to the ledge or you start to climb up something, like your son is like a magnet. He just attaches yep. back. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. a little weird. Um, yeah. but I accepted it. Number two, there's this thing on social media. It's not a spoiler or anything, but it's a picture of Kratos with a bird on his shoulder to like advertise the photo mode, and he's smiling. Oh, I've yeah. never seen Kratos no. smile. Well, that's it's yeah. upsetting in the photo mode. He, he looks like he looks like anti Santa Claus. <laughs> it, yeah. it looks really upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> That that is the thing. I'm like, no, Kratos doesn't smile. Okay, he hasn't <laughs> smiled like actually in the game. I think that's just a yeah. Mode he hasn't. I mean, he takes satisfaction very angrily. He doesn't <laughs> smile. Um, but other than that, I mean, like I found the pacing compelling. I found the the whole design of the game without loading time. And that's phenomenal in itself. Yeah, this world is huge. It tears itself apart while you're in it. The whole Norse battle at the beginning, you see how everything tears apart around you and it stills torn apart. Like how they kept that balance is beyond me. Well, it's a phenomenal design. It is extremely hard for me to find like any flaws I have found so far in my 10 hours have been minuscule. Right. Like, and and so like, and normally within the first 10 hours of a game I play, you know, I'm like, you know, especially a big game like this. I'm like, okay, I'm really enjoying this game. Here's point. I don't like, here's point B. I don't like, here's point C. I don't like, right. I, it, this is very difficult to find any flaws with. If, I mean, I, I've already spoken about how I feel like some of um, uh, Atreus's dialogue is a little too 2018 for my tastes, uh, given the setting of the game, given the way everybody else talks. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like they could have given the stranger a Nordic accent instead of like making him sound like he was just like, you know, from the heartland. You know, like I, I, I like the Far Cry NPC. Yeah, like that. That was a little weird to me. Like just, I was like, oh, this guy's covered in rune, Nordic rune tattoos, and he's clearly a Nordic. You know, one of the Norse deities. Um, he's got his big long beard. He opens his mouth. You know, and and he's like, oh, I think I want this fight. And I'm like, why is he talking like he's from like Nebraska? Like, why does he sound like he's from the farm? So that that struck me as a little odd. Um, but honestly, like. I mean, faults, right? Like, okay, here's one. If you're climbing... I, I, here's something I don't like. I don't feel like the game does a very good job of giving you contextualized, you know, button prompts. Oh, circle to jump and stuff? Yeah. yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like the game does that very well. Mm-hmm. I, I have found myself climbing a cliff and knowing that I have to climb this cliff, right? Because it, the game is very clearly funneling you up this cliff. You, you, you know, you get the line up there. And then I'm looking around, and I can't find the circle button prompt. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I wasn't supposed to do this fucking thing. leads to nothing. So I'll go down. I'll run around for another five or ten minutes. I'm like, where the fuck am I supposed to go? And then I climb back up the cliff, and it turns out I didn't have the camera pointed yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uncharted I, does it a little like, bit better with the climbing. Yeah. But Uncharted is, like, a little bit floaty, right? Like, Kratos is a big man, and, like, the, you can kind of telegraph that in the movement. But I hate, like, you have to, like angle the camera up and like slightly to the left sometimes yeah. and it's just like this and it's also white against the white sky as you point up and so like every once in a while the contextual stuff's a little wonky but i mean these are it feels like a minor gripe it, no it, it, yeah. that, that, that's the thing and, like all my gripes are minor like 
the lack of a jump button, right? Like at first I thought that I would not care for that, but I don't even miss it. I don't even think about it. Um, I don't, I don't, this game doesn't need a, a, a jump button. If, if I, and you like my, 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 my qualms with the game are like minor video game stuff, right? Like, 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 like there's a bush in front of a ledge and I'm like, okay, in reality, Kratos being not even just a God, but a regular human being could fucking <laughs> walk through this bush and get to where he needs to go but no this is a video game so i've got to go around the log that i can't fucking step over apparently mm -hmm. and climb up this cliff and shimmy across a ledge and that will give me over the fucking log that is about shin height but like aside from that <laughs> and i think it i think that stuff jumps out to me more because i literally like 30 seconds earlier i'll have watched kratos pick up a fucking mountain and hit somebody with like a baseball bat and it is like oh log in my way and i'm like what the fuck did i just watched that, you punch somebody through a cliff that, that is one thing i noticed like when he when he chops down the tree in the beginning and he's suddenly able to tow it behind a boat i'm like wasn't this tree like about 80 it feet took long? you three strikes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the yeah. tree was like 80 feet long but when he's carrying it it looks like it's only 10 feet long i'm like where'd the other 70 foot of the tree go well, mm -hmm. not not only that, right. but like, why did it take him three hits, like three chops to get through the tree? Like, I literally, like, an hour later, or not even an hour later, twenty minutes later, do you see him punch somebody's head through a fucking tree that is twice as thick as the tree he cut down at the beginning? And I'm like, you're telling me that you can do that, and and it took you all. The, you, you're sitting there chopping a tree down. I mean, come on, I don't, I don't. But mind like, it. it was a special scene. tree. It was a yeah. special tree. So. This is the equivalent <laughs> of people tree. playing. This is like Super people. Burke. This is like people playing uh, like the Laura Croft games or the, the new Tomb Raider. And be like, why are all these candles lit in this dungeon? Like, yeah, you're right because it's a video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, like, How I, I totally get it, but like, yeah. How in the world did, did Laura avoid all those bullets? This is not a realistic game. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. My only my only complaints are like some nitpicky UI stuff, really. Um, oh like, God, Justin, the fucking like... text. The text is so small. See, I don't have a problem with the size of it, but like. It's, like, really clean and modern-looking, whereas, like, the previous games all had, like, UIs, especially for, like, the upgrade and yeah, stuff that I know were, like, integrated about. into, like, the the game world and stuff. Like, Threes was, like, the different sides of Pandora's box yeah. um, and stuff like that. So I kind of, I miss that style, and I think the, like, super modern-looking... It is um, really clean-looking, yeah. based Huh? Do you think they do that for accessibility? I, th I think so, I think but, so. I mean, okay. it just it just kind of doesn't... It feels a little incongruous, and then like sure. some of the smaller er like the map is just a world map. Like if you're in a smaller area, like I was in this one section that was you know a bunch of caves and stuff. There's no map for that. It yeah. just marks where in the world I am, mm -hmm. and then um, and then also just like and this isn't an issue anymore. But like at the beginning, I think I kind of over tutorialized like how you customize abilities and stuff. It kind of reminded me of some mobile games where they throw up so much text explaining mm -hmm. how to do like a really basic thing that it made me more confused and feel overwhelmed. And, I, and then I'm just like, Oh, I just do this. And that's it. Where like they explained it so much. It kind of seemed more overwhelming and more complex than it actually was. Yep. Yep. I am really hoping for a, some kind of a patch to make the text bigger because holy shit! I heard a lot of people complaining about small. it. Yeah. So I think they probably will. Um, my guess is you haven't had much of an issue, but I, like my guess is part of it is is so much of game testing and and Q and A is like somebody sits at a monitor 
like yeah, like I, this I'm is sure how I am right now. And so they see it. So, but like, I mean, I I have a 50 inch TV, but I sit like probably eight feet away. And so it, a lot of text is fine, but like when I get into the nitty gritty description of like a new stat boost, I like kind of have to like lean forward a little bit to p- pick it out. But like that's easy to patch it. I'd have to assume, right? Oh yeah, I'm so, assuming they will. Oh yeah, I'm sure they will. So, so we'll, we'll ask you. So, we'll we'll do one more, uh, you know, God of War question here, and I think this is um, this is a good one, and we'll and, and then we'll we'll, we'll close that out there. Um, so, none of us are more than 10, 15 hours in the game. We've established. Um, you're looking at what I have heard is anywhere from a thirty-five to sixty-hour game, depending on how much you do. Where is everybody hoping this goes? Like, like, what are your hopes for the rest of the game? We'll start with Justin. Um, where, where, where do you want to see this go? Like, like, what do you, what do you want to get out of this? Um. Well, I don't want to go into too much like story stuff. Um, obviously, I think because I'm also a little farther than um some of you guys, but like, I just kind of hope the um pacing continues the way um that it has been. Like, they do a really good job of walking you through like these really you know, realistic, naturalistic looking areas, like with, um, like, especially like the forests and stuff early on, like, you know, there's some elements of, there's some, you know, obviously there's elements of Norse mythology and stuff throughout them, but they look like really naturalistic environments, but all of a sudden they throw you into an area. Um, I won't describe what they actually look like, um, for people that haven't played it, but that look completely otherworldly. Um, and then, they do a really good job of pacing like the introduction of like different creatures, different gods mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, like something big will catch you off guard. And I think that's kind of a benefit of like the way they've done the one shot thing. Whereas you don't have like these cutaways where um, you see Zeus talking about how he's going to send somebody to get Kratos and yeah. then see that person like jumping off of Mount Olympus. Um, and then that person comes out, like just something just happens. Um and I really hope they continue that. And so far there have been like two or three um, other sections like that, aside from the very, the one very early on that we've mentioned um, that I've been really impressed with. Um, and like kind of just kind of like my last word, like description of the game, I think can actually be illustrated by like the camera change. Whereas it used to be like a God's eye view. That's an interesting everything. way to put it. Yeah. Um, where you were looking down, um, and you still get the same kind of sense of scale, but it's more of a human view of it. And I think that kind of puts into perspective, like the difference in focus of, you know, oh, that's great. The God side of Kratos versus the human side like, of Kratos. Kratos has grounded himself a bit, and now yeah. you're kind of you're 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 benefiting from that view. That's really no, dude. I like that. Um, I'll pose the question to Robert a bit differently. Um, because as we all know, and, and I know that this was a problem with Zach, like games can fall apart in the back end, right? Like Bioshock Infinite, I know for Zach was a, an yeah. example of that. Um, Zach had a lot of problems with the end of Bioshock Infinite. I know a lot of people did, not just Zach. Um, mm-hmm. But Robert, where are you hoping that? Wh- what are you hoping doesn't happen? Like, like what would what would be like what, for you? Like, what would constitute the game kind of falling apart? Like, what would at this point? What would it take to disappoint you? A Bollywood dance number. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it sounds like the relationship between Kratos and Atreus is going to be a key factor here. And I I keep hearing, like, something big is coming. I don't know what it is, but something big is coming, and I can't help but think 
it'll be something that redefines their relationship while at the same time making it stronger. So uh, I'm expecting some sort of event to just shake things up, but I don't want it to be a cop-out and I don't want it to be for something that ends up being for not like with yeah. Far Cry 5, you know, it's like Far Cry 5, no matter which direction you went, you were shit creek, you know, but with God of War, I really want to get that feeling like I've accomplished something and it, it, it feels incredible. You know, that, that, that's what I'm looking for. And I don't think it doesn't sound like Corey Barlog and his team let us down in that regard. Cause yeah. I have yet to see anybody in the review saying, Oh, this game ended horribly. It was, it's the Duke Nukem forever of this generation or some shit. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've, I've got high hopes here that we're going to see some really, I mean, I've already gone through, like I said, I only got through about a few hours here, but a whole bunch of holy shit moments. Like the first troll you come across, the oh, boss yeah. battle actually feels incredible. You know, it actually feels like something instead of you just hacking away until they're dead, you actually have to, you know, like like you said, John, you have to have a strategy. So, I mean, it, it's just, this is just the beginning of the ride. We still have to, I have several hours to go, so I can't wait to see where that takes me. And, uh, and, and Zach, what about you, man? Like you're, you said you're about 10 hours in. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, so one of the things that that I've I've I mean from what I play like God of War three, uh, again I didn't play a ton of it, but everything is about scale. And even though I only played a little bit of one, you can get the sense that throughout the games progressively, everything was like, well, the last game we had you know something was this big, so the next game's got to be this big. And so one of my fears with this, because I'm already kind of experiencing it, is that to give you some shock value or or some scale or or to to give to signify difficulty they have things that are very large um and one of the things that i've liked about this game compared to the previous ones is that again it's very grounded you're living in a house with a family to start the game uh i have some fears that this game will end uh either with a real something that's you know on on par with with the scale of previous games or it will hint at the next games being like the previous uh, trilogy, you just have a buddy now. Like I, yeah. I don't want to go back to like this this Michael Bay style. Of, like everything's got to be bigger than what came before. And I, I, I hope that they can continue to have impactful narrative moments that don't rely on you going. Oh fuck, that's a really big monster. You don't want to sacrifice story for scale. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah. And that's kind of what I was saying at with the way that stuff's paced out. Like there, there are moments um, mm-hmm. with that stuff still present in this game. Like that stuff's part of God of War's DNA to the point where they couldn't have just gotten rid of it completely. But like, mm-hmm. I like how it's been paced out in this game. It's not the only like guiding factor. It's like, how are we going to top this last scene? Um, it's where would it make sense to catch the player off guard with something big? Right. Right, like there's there's big shit in this game, but just because there's big shit in this game, you're not killing it, which is totally different than the last game, right? Like anytime anytime you would see big things, big big monsters previously, like oh, gonna kill it. Let's yep. see how I do it. But like now, it's it's very much like you can't expect that, and I I just hope that they can manage that for forty hours. We'll see. And I I just so like and I, I guess for me, um, you know, with the uh, with Kratos becoming such a relatable character for me in, in regards of, you know, he's, he's trying to impart these lessons to his son. Um, he wants to make sure his son doesn't grow up making the same mistakes he did. I don't, and it doesn't sound to me like based like, you know, I'm, the, I'm kind of in the same boat as Robert. It, I don't think this is going to happen because the reviews have been so glowing, but I don't want them to fall. Like I want Kratos to stay like that throughout the game. I don't want him to all of a sudden become irredeemable 
again, like, you know, oh, you know, the only way to win is by falling back on my primal instincts. It's the only way I can get through, you know, and becoming like a, a ma- basically a mass murderer again. Like, you just, you know, th- I, I am, I don't want them to take all that characterization they've done and, and be like, you know, like, like, and we've all seen it in the movies, right? You know, like, you know, the hero says, oh, you know, like, I can only win by, you know, embracing my inner, you know, fucking, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I don't want them to, I, I don't want them to fall back on that. Um, I don't think they will. But again, it's something that kind of exists in the back of my head. Um, uh, honestly, I, I just, oh, what a, so far, what a fucking great experience this has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as we're done with the podcast here, I'm going to fucking go right back and play it. In fact, you Honestly, you know, honestly, I, I think we can probably just wrap up here. Um, sure, it's been a pretty contained talk about God it, of War. It, sure. We sure, actually, we, we have actually been talking about God of War for over an hour. Um, and I, I was expecting it to go for like 30, 45 minutes, but we were able to fill more than an hour with just God of War. And I think that right there speaks to just what a so far incredible experience that this has been, is that we can, four of us can sit around here and talk about a, a game for that we have all played for a maximum of 10, 15 hours for over an hour. And we didn't even touch on everything. Um, yeah. so just, I mean, it just, yeah, this is, this has just been an unbelievable experience. Um, but, uh, uh Robert real quick, man, dude, it, it was just, dude, it was just a fucking pleasure having you on, man. Um, Absolutely, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you having me on. It's and, been, uh, next, uh, ne- next pack, next packs, you're buying me the beer. I, I bought you the beer this time. You'll buy me the beer yeah, next I'll time. Yeah, I'll buy you a beer. I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> Apparently, John remembers. I, oh, I'm just fucking with him. <laughs> He's going, hey, Robert, you remember I, when I bought you that beer I'm in Boston? I'm just, I'm just, it was a really down. good beer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I'm so. just, although, I will say, Robert, were you there the night when the piece of cake, like, were you there when we got at the table and this piece of cake, this ha- piece of half-eaten cake was on our table at the West End, and four hours later, it was still there. Nobody came to get it. Like, I was... I, if I had known, I would have eaten it. So no, I, didn't I was trying to get Finn to eat it. I was like, yo, Finn, I'll give you 20 bucks if you take a bite out of that cake. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I do remember, like, the one night we were we were all there and everything. And all of a sudden, this dude dressed up as Thor came. I he set that. down his Mjolnir hammer. <laughs> and he turned that. on a beat. He turned on his ghetto blaster. It's yeah. built within the Mjolnir. And he blared Smash Mouse All-Star. And I remember, like, a few people yeah. started just singing along out of nowhere. By the way, real quick, before we sign off here, speaking of, of Mjolnir... I, I don't know if it's going to be this game or the next God of War game, but you know at fucking some point we're going to be wielding Mjolnir. You fucking know Ooh. it. I have I have my axe right here. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee it. Dude, it's going to happen. Because, but you know, the Leviathan axe acts I'm just like... It acts just like Mjolnir does. You throw it, it comes back to you. How dope would it be if either in this game or the, the sequel, you know what's going to happen... You actually get Mjolnir, and it operates just like the like like the axe does. Like, oh, just thinking about it is so fucking well, you know, cool. You know who's probably paying attention to to how this works is Crystal Dynamics, who's making the Avengers game, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a great so. point, actually, Zach. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we'll we'll go ahead and wrap it up here, as I feel like we got a lot of good God of War talk out of the way. I want to remind everybody uh, that we will not be live uh, this Thursday because. Uh, almost all of the podcast including myself is going to be going to see um uh avengers infinity war uh it's oh it's so good i can't wait um but um, and, we, and i i'm pretty sure the next pause for popcorn is, is going to be, be infinity oh, war i'd be I'd, um, jeff had better yeah be jeff had, but, you guys had better have me on for that i want to be on that one 
Um, yeah, I've, I've got my I've got my seven o'clock tickets for Thursday. So yep, me too. I'm going about 10 p.m. after I get a four. Oh, I can't wait. I and can't it, wait. it's hilarious. I I just I, I did want to make one. I know you're about to close up shop. No, 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 I please. Just saw this quote. I just saw this quote. James Cameron's like he hopes that the Avengers fatigue will set in because I, there are other that. stories to tell. Doesn't he? Isn't he working on like four Avatar movies that is, and another Terminator? That is, you know, what that is that's James Cameron's way of saying everybody stop talking about the Avengers, all right? Seriously. Because because well, Avatar Two is coming Terminator out. Genesis out of my head. Leave me alone, James. Gonna... Avatar Two was fine, or Avatar was fine. It was Avatar the... was fine, but then he goes, he's like Terminator Genesis is the best movie of the series that reboots. It's not. No, Gen- Gen- Terminator shit. Genesis is shit. Like, it and was I will, other shit. I that's will... how you not. That's how you not redirect a franchise. No, that was okay. when when you take in a direction like that, don't do it. But the you're doing polar it like opposite of, of God of War. Yeah, yeah, it, it's the anti God of War. Yeah, that that's exactly what it is. It's it's the dog of war. No, the dog of war. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Robert Workman uh, with ComicBook.com, dude. It was dude. It was great having you on, man. You're 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 awesome. Yeah, I think so, man. And we look forward to having you on uh, on Wednesday. I will be there we'll on talk Wednesday. Talk about perfect games. That's a done deal. I already know. I, I already know what I'm going to talk about, it, but I'm not going to say it here. Well, um, I know it's going to be Chrono. I already know what you're going to talk about. I, it may not be Chrono Trigger. <laughs> who knows? It oh, may we'll not see. be Final <laughs> Fantasy VI. I mean, who knows? It's. We'll it, it may not be either uh-huh. one of those. It'll yeah, be maybe. It'll be one of those. Um, it'll be one of those. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, remember, we will not be on next week. We we got some uh, cool guests coming up. Uh, a bunch of people we met at PAX um, and as always it's not always poetry and we don't always agree but we always keep it real so until next time everybody take care of each other bye bye see ya yeah.